Hi, I'm Ray. My pronouns for today are he, him. Uh, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is going to be episode two, two. or possibly three, depending on how we end up breaking it up, of uh, our <laughs> RESE Robot Solutions uh, campaign of my new mecha RPG, Live, Love, Die. Uh so, uh, we'll jump into that into a minute, but let's just have our players introduce themselves, starting with... I guess I'll hey. go first. Nope, yeah. this time it's me. We went first last time. Hey, everybody, I'm Alex. Uh, I am also he, him, and you might know me from the Ragnard Rock podcast. Uh, and today, I will be playing pilot Alistair Calderon. Uh, he is uh, an old pilot, uh, that's his demeanor. Uh, he has hidden hair, cold eyes, a scarred body. Uh, he's Hispanic. He has archaic off-duty clothes, and he wears fatigues into battle. Uh, he pilots the Mech Exeter along with his AI, uh, Regan. And he is currently bereaved. That is his condition. All right. Hi, everybody. I am Ryan, also from the Ragnar Rock podcast, and now from the uh, RPPR Live at Gen Con 2018 cover photo. Um, Ooh, all of the cross-promotion. Yeah. Damn. Um, Tonight I'm going to be playing uh, pilot Tessa Albrent. Um, Tessa has uh, glamorous hair, determined eyes, uh, toned body. Uh, She is black. Uh, She is... She wears fashionable off-duty clothing and uh, pristine battle clothing, and she pilots the mech Eyebright, which is a gauntlet class, along with her AI pal, uh, Zephyr. Nice. Uh, so, uh, we're going to jump into the game in just a second, and Ryan is actually going to be detailing for us exactly what the intel was that they managed to score from last mission. Uh, At the moment, all we've detailed is that it lists the enemy positions. Um, But before we start with that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our safety tools. Uh, So before we begin play, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about this. So we do our best to ensure that our players have a safe and enjoyable time on our show. And a lot of that comes from the discussions that happen before we even start recording. We also use the X card rule during play as a way to help communication uh, at the table or uh, in the chat room in this instance. Uh, the X card rule is an optional rule that can be included in any game. Uh, in this instance, we're going to be using it as either saying X card or putting X card in the chat um, or just saying X. Um, if anyone makes, if anything makes anyone uncomfortable in any way, they can simply uh, say X card or or put the X in the chat, and they do not have to explain why it's made them uncomfortable or anything like that. It doesn't matter why. Uh, When we invoke the X card, we simply move on from the thing that was X carded, and if there is ever an issue, anyone can always call for a break, uh, and we can talk privately, or they can ask to talk to me privately after the game. Uh, We also want you, our listeners, to feel safe, so if anything we do makes you uncomfortable, you have our permission to stop listening, so that you can, and if you want, you can always come back later. Uh, but you don't have to feel like you have to. Um, just make sure that you are putting your safety first. Uh, and we just want you to know that if there's anything that... Ha- if you feel confronted by anything and you need to talk about it, um, you're always welcome to get in contact with us. Uh, you can comment uh, on the post or you can reach out to us via Twitter. Or if you need to, you can email us at insertquesthere at gmail.com. Uh, 
this is a new thing that we're starting to do, so we're still sort of refining the script for how we introduce it, but uh, that is the extended script for now. Um, so now we're going to roll into play. So uh, last time we uh, you were we were introduced to uh, our two pilots, uh, and uh, Alistair met Tessa at the new uh, FOB uh, before heading out on a bit of a recon patrol just to double check that. Uh, a section of this mountain alpine uh, theatre that you're fighting in hadn't been turned into a new enemy position. Uh, you didn't find an enemy position, but you did find an enemy ambush, a mech that was disguised as a friendly mech, both using some kind of digital um, RFID augmentation of the, of the codes uh, and also some physical augmentation to the mech. Uh... And, uh, and it was jamming you, and it moved very quickly. Um, you managed to bring it down together and had your first victory as a team. Uh, and in the wreckage, uh, the Eyebright managed to pull some information uh, that indicated the enemy, that listed the enemy positions. Uh, after studying that back at, uh, back at base, uh, Tessa, you and... Zephyr have determined that there is a location uh, that uh, that you would like to attack uh, with the rest of the forces. Uh, so, um, first of all, uh, what is the enemy position that you have decided to attack? What is its purpose? Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's a it's an ammo cache. <laughs> An ammo cache. So, how large is it? Is it perhaps is it a munition supply depot, or is okay? It that that works. Um, something something that uh, it's it's um, it's hidden. It's hidden in a dense part of the forest uh, where uh, patrols from above can't spot it. Um, so it's in under a particularly you know thick part of the canopy. Uh, if there if there is such, and um, it is it is the main uh, munition supply depot for the um, McDuff forces. Uh, you're fighting on the side of where where McDuff. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. For the Oscaro Oscaro forces. I got my notes on another page here. It's all good. Okay. So I've got um, that it's a munitions supply, it's in dense woods, and it's hidden from aerial observation. Um, it's it's very well disguised, but um, we were able to uh, correlate it with you know several reconnaissance flyovers, and once we knew that there was something there to look for, we we spotted it. Yeah, it's like those. Uh, it's like in World War Two how they made entire factories and things disappear. Yeah. In America. They're just like, yeah, we'll just put a huge cargo net over the whole thing. Big tarp. We'll paint an entire town on top of this factory. Uh, cool. Um, how well... Oh, actually, that will come out as we, as we uh, play. Um, so, I think you put this to... Uh, actually, do you put this to... Who is the first person you tell about this potential mission opportunity? Um, probably, um, probably Alistair, because he's my master. I'm, I'm his uh, apprentice. So. Sure. 
So when when Tessa brings this information to you, Alistair, how do you respond? First rule, kid, if you want to survive out here, don't volunteer. But we have but, a we have a wonderful opportunity here. This supply cache looks like it could be serving the entire region. We could we could cripple the Oscaro forces. Yeah, yeah, or we could get killed. Do you think it's worth it? Well, I I know that uh, a position this juicy couldn't be undefended, but uh, I mean we. We did work rather well together out there. Do you think it's worth it? Well, I, I mean, um, my, my training tells me that um, we, should, we should bring this objective up to, um, to command. It's, uh, it's, it's what, what's best for Kid, the client. that's not what I asked you. Do you think it's worth it? I, I mean, I suppose so. Did you want to? Did either uh, either of you trying to analyze the others emo- uh, like in a in a workings? Uh, no, Alistair's not. He's okay. he's just looking for he's just speaking an, for an answer. Yeah. Um, what what she doesn't want to say, I, I'm I'm not going to say. But she she says yes. I I absolutely think it's worth it. All right, then let's bring it up. Sweet. So you bump the information up to command. Um, my question is, do you frame this as your idea, Alistair? Uh, no. So you are letting Last your apprentice take credit? Well, okay, so uh, in out of character, would it be uh, would it be better for me to bring it up? Like, because they're um, more likely it to will go for it? Affect the way they valid what the way they assess the strategy. It's more about a role playing opportunity. Okay. Um, then in that case, I'll prob Alistair will probably um, open the door, so to speak, mm-hmm. and say, you know, Tessa has this this plan. We should listen to her. Sure. So the uh, the uh, RESE um, command uh, here's your. Here's the plan. They say, all right, well, we'll, pa- we'll pass on this target to McDuff, and we'll see what they say. And a couple of days later, um, you get a uh, sealed uh, thumb, like, data drive, as, as you did on the first day. It's got the little, uh, it's got the McDuff clan, uh, the McDuff clan uh, crest on it, and you crack it open and you plug it into your computer. And it says that you have been... Um, you will be taking. Alistair will be taking command of uh, of a small force of uh, of mechs. Sorry, a small force of uh, of of shock troopers. Um, they will be also providing you with a additional uh, with a McDuff uh, support mech. Um, so somebody from McDuff is going to be coming on the assault with you uh, and. Uh, and they want you to have Tessa devise the uh, tactical plan. Okay. Uh, so you'll be so, going on Tessa's mission plan, and it will be you in command. So shock troops; those are just just guys, not in. Those are those are just dudes. Okay. They they are slightly more well equipped dudes. They'll probably have swords and tartan on because they're fucking McDuff soldiers. Right. Your your company does not provide infantry. You are a mech mercenary force, so you'll provide you will provide like 
support services for Macs. So it wouldn't be it would not be uncommon for most of half the engineers on a base to be made up of people from your company. Um, most of the Macs in this base are yours, with McDuff forces rotating through occasionally. They have their own um, their own forward operating base near here as well. Theirs is a little bit closer to the front line. Um, and so, like, they might come back here for if it's a closer, uh, a closer repair station or whatever. But uh, we do see this McDuff soldier arrive uh, a few hours after you get that, uh, get that, that, uh, that mission plan uh, or that mission brief, I suppose. Uh, and I need a name for this McDuff pilot and some pronouns. Uh, do, do we want to go hard on, like, the Scottish? I mean, I didn't see why not. I'm happy for a, a Scottish-Spanish fusion, because I'm very into Scottish-Spanish fusion things. Okay. Um, how about... Hmm. Liam Cortez. Liam Cortez. And what are those Liam's pronouns? Uh, Ryan? Um, mm, go, with, go with they, them. Sure. Liam Cortez. Sure. And Liam Cortez is going to be piloting... Let's look up Scottish folk heroes. <laughs> Scottish mythology will do. Oh yeah, let's just jump straight down to the Ulster cycle, please. Bring me that sweet, sweet Ulster cycle. Is there like a list of characters anywhere? Um... Nope. Mm. Uh, ah, here we go. Ulster characters. Um, oh, yeah, it's got to be that one, surely. Yeah. So, uh, Liam Cortez is piloting the Kulain. Spelled C U L A N N. Does anyone's AI tell them what that means? Um, I, I think Reagan probably tells Alistair, because she doesn't want him to look like an idiot. Excellent. Uh, a, so, Kulain was a smith whose house was protected by, ferocious, by a ferocious watchdog. Kulain's hound was blah, 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 blah. So, uh, a... a, a, a uh, How do you spell that again? I'm sorry. Uh, C-U-L-A-N-N. Kulain. Uh, would be my guess at the pronunciation. It doesn't have a pronunciation guide on the on the page, so I'm guessing that it is pronounced phonetically. Uh, yeah, so they they climb down out of their, or rather, you don't see their mech; you just know what they're piloting, um, and uh, and they they approach you, uh, shirt bear. Or, or rather, chest bare, except for um, some cloth wrapped around their chest. And you can't tell if it's binding or bandage. Um, they've got a, a kilt on. Uh, they're covered in blue tattoos. And it feels really, like, kind of almost... It feels like cosplay to you. Like, it feels like they're putting it on a bit. Uh, and you see at their side a uh, you see uh, them 
you see them carrying what looks kind of like a mech knife that has a handle thin enough for a person to pick it up as a sword. So it's like a great sword in their hands. Uh, Looks like someone got lost on the way to the Braveheart convention. <laughs> it's very much like a... It's like an anime... It's like... they. Liam looks like an anime interpretation of the Highlander. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. It's like That's cloud and and and, uh, and 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 uh and the Highlander were fused. Yeah. Um Regan Regan shushes you. They're going to give us an assignment on the outer rim again. Do you want that? No, no. You're right. I'm sorry. Be, be respectful. Uh, Liam walks up to you, puts their hand uh, forward, and their hands are kind of like um, calloused and blackened, like with with machine grease and things. Yeah. Um, uh, Alistair sticks out his hand and, and grabs Liam's. Yeah, you do the the Mongol handshake. The the like forearm to forearm. Yeah. 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 Very cling on. Yep. Um, you must be uh, Liam, and you must be Alistair. I've heard so much about you. Oh, well, hope hope it was good. Uh, who was the person that died last game? Uh, Doug, I believe. Doug, yeah, Doug. Doug. Yeah. I uh, says, I hear that we're going to be giving uh, giving them some payback for Doug. Oh, you better believe it. They were cousin to one of my wives. Uh, so I'm keen to uh, be taking the fight to them. One of your wives? Yes. Wow, that's, uh, I've got enough problems with the one. Look, the measure of a great man is, how, um, uh, or woman or, or other individual, the measure of a great person is how many they, how many people their love can sustain. Sure, yeah. Well, uh, this here is uh, Tessa. She's the one who's put this whole thing together. Ah. Any idea when you'll have the mission plan for us, Tessa? Oh, I should have it ready by this evening, sir. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about sir. You can just call me Liam. And they put their hand forward. Right. Uh, she awkwardly takes his hand and and then, like, isn't sure if she should go over or under to do the the forearm handshake. And (laughs) it's, it's kind of a weird moment. They sort of, like, guide your hand into yeah. it and say, yes, yes, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, Kulain should, revo- uh, should be arriving soon. Uh, I can't wait for you all to see them on the battlefield. I'm sure it's going to be a sight. Looking forward to it. Uh, so, um, the way we do planning is... Uh, in true uh, uh, mecha anime style, it's assumed that you're going to do a pretty ridiculous plan. <laughs> so we look to the unorthodox assault uh, move. When your unit makes a wild plan of attack without any regard for military doctrine, state who you are attacking and choose one from each set. Uh, this is on page four. Uh, so... Um, who you are? Who you are attacking is the uh, is the Oscario uh, munition supply, um, uh, and I guess uh, Ryan, you can answer these questions as you see fit. So uh, okay. you will arrive by 
and then just state which one. Um, I really love teleportation. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. To help us, we have we already uh, we already established we have support infantry. Um, yes. So no need to take that again. Right. Do you want me to do a second one or? Uh, yeah, take a second one. Right. Um, hmm. Oh, actually, I guess so. I guess by take, saying if you picked support infantry, it would be the difference of are they coming in? Are they charging into the fray with you, or are they waiting till you've cleared the base and then they're going to come in and mop up? Right. Um. All right. Maybe we maybe we have a, a unit of uh, Macduff Marines, and they're gonna they're gonna charge in with us. Sure. So they're like they're they're proper shock troopers. Yeah. Excellent. Um, things could get dicey if we ignore the ignore the. Hmm. Um. I do like dangerous terrain. Mm-hmm. Um. But unstable anomaly is also kind of an interesting. <laughs> Interesting one. Um, and if you can think of anything else that should be added to these lists, please let me know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with dangerous terrain. Nice. Um, mm, now I gotta um, try and work out what the dangerous terrain will be. Oh, I thought I had to. That's uh, that's better. So yeah, dangerous terrain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, it's, if it's mountainous, it could be prone to rock and/or mudslides. I yep. was thinking that. Uh, dangerous terrain can also be. Um, it does not have to be that it is naturally dangerous. It could just be mined. It, ju- it just yeah. means the battlefield itself is uh, is a risk. I mean, a minefield is definitely dangerous terrain. Yeah. So, like, dangerous terrain could also be like, oh, we're f- we're fly- we're fighting in New Holland, <laughs> Neo Holland, and they've flooded the battlefield. Watch out for the space tulips. Ah! They shoot out poison gas! <laughs> but our infantry! Our infantry! Uh, so I have a question. I don't know if we if we mentioned this before and I missed it. Do they want us to destroy this munitions dump or capture this munitions? Um, it, what, did, what did Tessa sell them on? Um, what did you tell them you were going to do to it? Did you say this is an opportunity to deny the enemy by destroying their supplies, or we, or you know, we could enhance our own by taking them? Like, I feel like as opportunity affords, we could do the second thing, but at the very least, we could we could deny them their own. Primary weapons. goal is to destroy the facility. Well, but actually, if, we didn't capture it it. Me, if the plan was just to destroy the, f- the facility, we why, could just, they, why yeah, don't they we bomb, could just it, bomb it from it. orbit? So I yeah. guess it yeah. is to try and take it. Capture and then it. If and then if you can't, mark light it. <laughs> okay. If you can't take it, mark light it. Um, cool. So we're doing teleportation. Uh, you have close infantry support. I'm going to put close into that. Uh, and I'm going to move the support around. That will be more evocative. Um, so we have... Yeah. So you will arrive by teleportation... You will have close infantry support to help you, uh, and things could get dicey if you ignore the dangerous terrain. Um, there's my other piece of paper. Um, cool. Uh, so, is there anything you want to do before we suit up? Um, not that um, I can think of, but... So, uh, Alistair's going to go over to Tessa, like, 
after like so obviously we had some like anime style briefing where we're all sitting around a table with holograms and like lines showing where we're coming in and the attack plan and everything yeah indeed. after um after everyone's left alistair's gonna go up to uh, tessa and say uh, that's uh that looks good tessa just know is that like, uh go ahead yeah, what were you saying I was gonna say Tessa. Tessa is like beaming after after giving the presentation. Uh, she's full of like nervous energy, uh, but she's clearly like super proud of herself and and used to being the star pupil. It's a good plan, but I'm, just know that no plan survives contact with the enemy. And oh. when things get dicey out there, it's not your fault. Uh, uh, of course, Master. I. I uh, should I, I'm not so foolish as to think that it'll it'll go off without a hitch, but uh, well, uh, I think I think we have a really good chance today. I do too, but uh, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Um, certainly, but uh, if if we outline as many contingencies as we can, then uh, hopefully we can anticipate what the enemy might do and and. You know, uh, win win the day, as it were, and uh, and capture a, a pretty sizable uh, supply cache for ourselves. For I McDuff. hope so. I'm just saying that uh, it might get tough, and you're going to think if things don't go all right that it's the fault of your plan. I'm saying it's not. I'm saying that shit happens, and that sometimes it just does. And when it does, it's not your fault. I I understand, Master. I. Uh, I will, I will take that lesson to heart and and uh, carry it with me into battle. And she gives you like a like an awkward smile because she thinks that you know that's what you want. You want to hear that she's reassured. Uh, uh, Alistair like gives her a pat on the shoulder as he walks out. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Is there? What are you looking for? I'm gonna. Uh, can I can I bear my soul? You can totally bear your soul. So, so. Uh, the, the the thing is, that it's just that Alistair sucks at it. Look, that's fine. <laughs> so bear your soul when you try to show someone your truth. Open your heart. Speak plainly or scream your hatred. Roll plus emotion on a ten plus. Oh, wait give, a second. On a ten plus, give them a condition. Okay. No, that's that's not what I want. I wanted to do. Uh, is there a move to to like, like I want to your friend? Yeah. I think that if we're trying to do that, it's probably going to be the new modified fraternizing on duty move. When you spend oh, yep, time is. talking frankly with an ally, Tactical will ask you which one best fits your conversation. Uh, a discussion of relationships, life before the war, love, or peace? I don't think that was quite it. No. You talk about the horrors of war, the way you feel in combat, training, or scars? Maybe. Maybe. Troubleshoot yeah, mech glitches, discuss logistics, ask about a weapon or mech, or learn more about academics. Uh, it's probably the second one, then. That seems sure. more in line. So, plus one forward uh, to violence. Uh, whatever you pick, as long as you shared, take plus one synergy. So, did you both... Oh, so you don't roll, we just do it. Okay. You don't roll. Did you both share? Uh, I did. Or, I, or uh, Alistair tried, anyway. Yeah. Do you think that you were having an open discussion there, Ryan? Um, I think so. Um, I guess, I guess the, I guess a better way of asking that question is, did you, did you hold anything back? Um, I, I did not. 
All right. Um, in that case, you both take plus one to your synergy, and you have plus one forward to violence. Okay, so that puts, at least for me, my synergy at plus two. So is that my synergy is plus two, or do I have two plus ones? Your synergy is at uh, plus two, because it okay. is take plus one to your synergy, meaning your synergy becomes plus one. I guess it should okay. be add plus one to your synergy. Because I just didn't okay. know, like, because there are some moves that use synergy, I don't know if, like, I could divvy yeah, no. it up or just use it okay definitely you add plus one to your synergy. yeah because when you're okay. so your synergy will get get stronger and stronger and stronger until you hit uh until you want to go from until it tries to go from three to four when it tries to go from three to four you effectively level up gotcha. um you okay. clear it back to zero and you take a bunch of bonuses um cool some of them are just for the moment and others are permanent increases but that's the we're bonded move um so, um, yeah, you both take that extra synergy, and you will have plus one forward to your next violence move, which will... I'm not... I, I feel like it's probably going to be maximum effort, but we'll see what happens. It's either going to be maximum effort or time for mayhem. We'll see which one happens first. Uh, so, uh, back uh, outside, you come out of your base, and you see Liam uh, shirt off... Uh, no, shirt on, rather. They've put on kind of like a... Like a like a Renaissance blouse. <laughs> it's got like fr- it's yeah. It's got like frilly arm cuffs. Um, it is like and it laces up near the neck. But I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and you see Liam lifting up their their sword, their great sword, and slotting it in to this burly uh, burly armed uh, mech. Um, that has, uh, yeah, that has, uh, these two, uh, knives sticking out of its hands, like, like, kind of like, um, kind of like, um, Edward's, um, hand sword from Full Metal Alchemist. So that comes off the wrist, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you see them sticking out of it, and then you see it, like, uh, uh, after that's clicked in, you see its fist fists unclenched and the knives like retract into its forearms and it's got this huge steel kilt on it that is in the pattern of Liam's tartan um, and you see Liam like swing up into Kulanane uh, uh, and, uh, and um, is anyone trying to discern what other modules Liam might be rolling with? I feel like uh I feel like Tessa probably is. Sure. Do you want to make me a I know that machine roll? Sure. So that's 2d6 plus technical. Tessa is a bit of a gearhead. All right. Um, That is a nine. Nice. On a seven to nine, it's hearsay. Uh, So you're pretty sure that you see a laser comm module, and you had heard that... um, those were being deployed more rapid, uh, more uh, more widely as as it seemed the Oscario had circled back around to using jamming again, uh, especially after your ambush. Um, but uh, you have also heard rumours that the Kulinane can uh, split its arms and into in in two, so that it has four arms instead of just two. Uh, you're not sure how true that is. You can't see anything on the limbs that suggests that it'll do that, but it's it's a thing you've heard of. Uh, and 
you had also heard that there might be jamming being deployed on this mission. Um, By us? uh, Yeah, and you haven't been equipped with modules for that yet, so it would make sense that it's on on the cooler name, but you can't tell for sure. It definitely looks like maybe their mech might be kitted out for... I mean, it's named after a mythological smith, right? So maybe they've got re- the repair kit and stuff, but you're not you're not sure. It's hard to tell. Um, but uh, it's got integrated weapons, and it's got laser com. Um, there might be other modules it has that you're unsure of. Okay. Um, uh, and um, with that, I think we'll move into suit up. All right. So... Suit up. When the team prepare to go on a mission, Tactical will tell you your preparedness. Roll prepare. Uh, roll plus preparedness once for the whole team, and each choose for yourself. So, who is going to roll for the team? Uh, why don't you do it, Ikas? Oh, all right. Uh, your preparedness is... Let me actually consult my preparedness guide, because I did write a guide for um, how to do preparedness. Where is it? It's right at the bottom. Um... Uh, your preparedness is two, because you have time to prepare. Okay. So, plus two. Oh, Ryan, you're lucky. That gives us a 12. Oh, nice. Nice work. So. So, we each choose three, or we choose yeah, three for all of us? You choose three for yourself, so you each choose three. All right. So, I mean, there's four options. Um, just tell me which ones you're picking. Uh, I'm clearing mech harm, because my yeah. mech still has some harm. Same cool. here. Uh, what was it? Clear weapon condition. So, if I take that one, um, I don't have any weapon conditions, but can I still take the plus one forward? Yes, you do everything on the list. It okay. is, uh, yeah. It and is clear weapon conditions and then take plus one forward. It is not gotcha. take plus one forward because you cleared weapon conditions. Um, and I think I'm going to take that one as well. Cool. Reload would be for like single use things. If, like, if we had a med yeah, reload would be if you have single use things and uh, change loadout is uh, you can you can equip six mech modules, but you can own as many as you want. So you gotcha. can customize your mech between missions. Yeah, well, I don't have any other modules unless I just want to unequip my modules, which I don't. So <laughs> I don't need this shield. <laughs> yeah, fuck this armor. <laughs> fuck heavy armor. Let's go light. <laughs> Let's go svelte. Yeah. Uh, um, my my chassis is going to be a nudist today, just on natural. Oh well, then you want to take the light frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your max calm clock is two. It's basically just a, a cockpit on stilts. Yep. We're not going p- out like this, Alistair. <laughs> I do want to put in the light light uh, light armor um, chassis mod, but I just don't know what the benefit will be. It'll probably be like you're more maneuverable, as you said, but maybe something else. Yeah. Can equip can equip two maneuver gear for free? <laughs> take acceleration gear and flight enabled, and then take hydro gear? Oh. Be like, fuck you, I'm all terrain! <laughs> just what we need, a giant jet skiing robot. <laughs> Giant jet skiing rollerblading <laughs> space robot. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Uh, so everybody's picked. I don't think you guys had pilot harm, so no, we did I not. Um, we did. I didn't have. I wasn't down any ammo, so I'm I'm good. 
Uh, are we allowed to? Are we allowed to choose the uh, the last item on the list twice, or is it once per? No, every, you can only choose an option once. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick reload just so I can have a dramatic shot where my mech like cocks its giant shotgun. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they're like shoving more ammo onto your mech. Yeah. Um, I like that too. And I think you. <laughs> I think that um, you get like a flag from the. Um, Bases uh, armory management AI, and it says uh, uh, a heads up: uh, all pilots, you have been fitted with an L- with a laser comm module. Um, there, uh, the jamming will be deployed on this mission. Um, please step. Uh, please make your way to the teleportation pad. Oh, hang on a second. Okay. There was a huge crash from the other room. I'm going to be uh, right back. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so. Can I add LaserCom to my mech stuff, or is it just a one-off thing for this mission? Add uh, LaserCom to your mech modules. Cool. Um, and they have LaserCom on your mech. Uh, so LaserCom is a pretty cool module. Uh, I'm just going to scroll down so I can read it out. Where is LaserComs? You can communicate with any mech equipped with LaserComs within line of sight. This module is not affected by jamming. Cool. Um, his plan... It's, it's so, I'm sorry. So we know that Kulain has one, too, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. Yeah. They're just like, nah, fuck communication. Um, I think we need a name for this Stormtrooper squadron that's going to be teleporting in with you. Hmm. And I'm it's, back, uh, And it's so from... So add Razorcom to your list of modules that you have equipped. It's from okay. the McDuff. Um... So they're a warband, effectively. They're just a warband that if you had to file them into a traditional military, you'd be like, they're shock troopers. Yeah. Uh, I want to call them the Howling Commandos. Just rip off Nick Fury. <laughs> well, can we change that slightly? <laughs> uh, the, the Roaring Commandos? The um, Roaring Commandos. The Battling Banshees. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Blazing Banshees? Maybe they use a lot of incendiary weapons? <laughs> well, they have to have, like, anti-mech weapons. Uh, yes. So that could, that could work. They've got lots of thermite. So much thermite. Is it the, are we going with the Blazing Banshees? I like yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright. Do they have a motto, Ryan? Um, hmm. When you hear our cry, it's too late. I mean, if they're an all-female group, then it could be we go where men won't. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't have to be an all-female group, and it doesn't have to be that motto. I do like I do like that they're uh, an all all-female group of um, <laughs> of commandos with uh, thermite charges and um, and great swords. And, yeah, <laughs> thermite charges, great swords, and <laughs> and SMGs. <laughs> I would imagine they have, like, thermite launchers, like, grenade launcher tubes, but it's just thermite charges. Oh, no. Okay, so it's a it's a blunderbuss, right, that shoots out... Um, oh, oh, God. It shoots Ooh. out globules of thermite, like the grenade launcher in The Dark Knight that he uses. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's, like, firing it at the wall, and it's, like, a sticky gel. Yeah. It's got the timer in it. Yeah, they have... Yeah, that's, that's what their launchers are. <laughs> it's a uh, thermite so- slime gun. <laughs> Oh God! I... Um, 
So uh, there, I think there. In that case, their motto should probably be "hot enough to melt steel." <laughs> is that a is that a good motto? I think it's funny, but I don't know if it's a good motto. From the fires of hell. From the fires of hell could work. I mean, hot enough might be good. Too hot. Hot enough for you? Question mark. Hot <laughs> enough for you? Got thermite? <laughs> their their emblem is a is a screaming skull that's on fire with long hair, long white hair. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with hot enough for you. Cool. All right, so you step forward onto these uh, onto these large uh, pads. They kind of look like they're made out of quartz or something, uh, in like a in a in a gold ring. Um, and as you step onto them, you're worried that they're going to crack uh, Tessa because you've probably never done a teleportation insert before. Um, at least maybe you've done like a simulated one where they where they like feed your mech data to make you feel like you've been teleported. But it's, I feel like it's an expensive. Yeah. Uh, process, so they don't use it often. I, I messaged Tessa, uh, how long ago since you ate? Um, a few hours, why? Alright, eh, just you hope you keep it down. You should be fine. <laughs> uh, I think the commandos um, are in, like, uh, you see them all, like, climbing onto these jeeps, and they have, like, they have, like, what look like fire suits on, except it's gold foil. Um, and you would know that that is tearaway safety equipment that you wear when you are infantry teleporting. Exposed to the, yeah. <laughs> um, and you see them, like, clipping themselves on using, like, uh, harnesses to this to these, like, unarmed, unarmed jeeps. And they start, like, revving the engines. <laughs> I think there's maybe like two or three of them. How many are in this infantry unit, or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. There's three cars worth. Gotcha. Um, there's a car for each of you, basically. So a squad for each of you. So it's probably like, what, uh, between 33 and 20-something? Alright. <sighs> um, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> you're... you're AIs start counting down to the drop. And it's like, five, four, and then you see, like, lightning arcing up your mechs and over the over the infantry around you, your laser comms start flickering. You're, I think I think maybe one of the one of the AIs goes, ooh, tingly. <laughs> Actually, it would probably have to be Zephyr, because I don't think Reagan has um has touched has any kind of Capacity for touch sensors or any ability to know what touch no, feels like. Yeah. Whereas we've established uh, yeah, so that, yeah. whereas we've established that Zephyr can feel through, uh, through um, Tessa. Yeah. yeah. So Zephyr, Zephyr says, "Ooh, that's tingly. <laughs> I can feel tingles. Does everything taste blue to you? <laughs> uh, don't, and- uh, don't, don't worry about it, Zephyr. We'll, we'll get through it. And then oh, I uh, think sure we, we will. Your plan is great." And I think we see the quartz plate under you start like, like a kind of a hum flash, like it moves in from the outside of the ring, 
um, and then and then moves back out again. Uh, and we just see this strobe a few times. It's like three. Two, one, and then suddenly there's like a, a sucking sound, like everything's being pulled into the middle, and you feel yourself like jostling around, like the teleportation scene in Contact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we just hear this like faint kind of uh, pop noise of like a of like a jar that's been sealed being opened. Okay. Um, and then you're in the middle of a forest, and there's just this loud crack, whoosh noise, like an like a like an airburst bomb going off. All the trees around you just get turned to splinters, and the jeeps start roaring off in three different directions. And you see the banshees tearing off those gold uniforms as they seem to almost be burning. Well, they know uh, we're here. And there is this blasted out, like, uh, no crater explosion zone of zero trees. And you see a, you see a, maybe a mech or two uh, quickly uh, scrambling um, to draw lines on you. What are you doing? Kool-Aid, uh, uh, activate the jammer. Uh, he says, of course, Alistair. You just, you see standard radio comms drop and then your laser comms pick up. It's Exeter in the field. Of course, yes, Exeter. And then you see them like fling their arms to the side and the knives shoot out and they charge towards one of the mechs and you see uh, the Kool-Aid leap into the air and just jam a knife straight into the face of one of these mechs. Uh, and then as that mech, like, tries to pull their mech SFG around, you see the Kool-Aid, like, slice through its wrist, uh, and the guns sort of go twisting into the air, and then they, uh, and then they're just, like, slamming their fist into the front of this mech as their knife, like, punctures into it. What are you doing, uh, Exeter? Uh, can I do the maximum effort move? Uh, yes, definitely. So... All right. Uh, what does that look like to begin with? Uh, so Exeter uh, raises raises up the shield uh, and gets ready, and the the sensors in in the head of the mech um, sort of like uh, Terminator vision, like it's a red overlay to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Regan is to be taking in all the sensor data to see uh, what's here what's in the field, uh, if there are any concealed uh, mechs or anything like that, just to bring all this data and then she parses through it. So when you and your mech's AI take a moment to steal yourselves, uh, steal yourself for the fight ahead, roll plus violence, and you have a plus one forward to violence at the moment. Uh, So you'll use that up on this. Uh, On a 10 plus, ask tactical two questions about the enemy from the list and add plus one synergy. Uh, so I got a seven. Nice. On a seven to nine, you get to ask one question, uh, and you do not get a synergy. So, what question are you going to ask? Um, let's go with. But we know who the enemy is. Um, what has the enemy hidden from us? 
The enemy has hidden from you that this is not just a munitions depot, but it is actually a experimental deployment facility, and they have a new mech here. And the way you can tell that is from all of the supplies that are over near the depot, and you see, like, the kind of diagnostic equipment you would have for testing a mech. Yeah. And you see that they've set up, like... You can see that they had been they had been hiding targets in the in the trees here. They were probably about to, getting close to doing a firing test. Uh, so there is an enemy mech here uh, of some substantial quality. Uh, I am going to relay that information. Yeah. Um, ha- ha- what do you say? What do you say to the team? Uh, keep, stay on your toes, team. There's an experimental mech here somewhere, and it's armed. Eyebright, what are you doing? Um, I think um, Eyebright takes to the air, and you said there's a a couple of enemy mechs around? Yeah, indeed. Alright, Eyebright is going to, uh, since since they're the more maneuverable mech, um, attempt to draw the fire of the enemy mechs uh, so that the uh, Blazing Banshees can... um, Get, uh, so you know, you're going to distract them so that the Banshees can, like, shoot their thermite charges onto right. their backs? Right. Sure. Uh, so, um, that sounds like a uh, time for mayhem move. Yeah. So roll plus violence, and you have plus one forward to this. And you also have plus one forward because this is the first attack you're making with your weapons. Okay. Um, so I'm using my SMG. Sure. Um, Ibright uh, activates its jets and um, flies up um, and peppers the ground with, or peppers these enemy mechs with machine Bullets. gun fire. Let's see how we go. Plus two, and I got a thirteen. Nice. Uh, so. Uh, you get to pick two from the list, and you add plus one synergy, which I believe takes you to at least three. Um, that that actually brings me up to four, so I reset to zero. A reset. So, bef- as you leap into the air and you fire off the bullets, and you and Eyebright move in perfect concert, you realize that you are bonded. You are connected together. You are in perfect concert. Uh, so... When your synergy would increase beyond plus three, reset it to zero and reaffirm your commitment to each other. So, what do, what do you say as you leap into the air, as you realize your, the strength of your bond? Um, I think uh, I, 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 say to, I say to Zephyr, do you feel that? It didn't feel like this in The Sims. No, this is, this is so much more real, but so easy. Nice. So, uh, reaffirm your commitment to each other and pick two from the list. There are five options. I'll read them out for everybody at home because this is the first we've seen of the wear bonded move. Um, so, you can redefine your relationship and or change your demeanor. Uh, you can remove a condition. You can add plus one to emotional, technical, or violence up to a maximum of plus three. You can take plus one forward to your next move, or you can clear one harm from your pilot or mech. So that, so some of those are for if you hit where bonded in the middle of a really intense fight, um, and some of them are just your standard advancement stuff. Okay. Um, I think that I'm going to take that plus one. I'm going to add plus one to violence. Cool. So uh, now your violence is at one. 
my first real combat experience, mm-hmm. and it is uh, adrenaline junkying up the both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And I will also. Hmm, I, I feel like I feel like our relationship uh, is is good for the moment. Like we're we're still in the um, crush in phase. The, yeah, the crush phase. The the relationship is in its honeymoon. Um, where we're we're good with young lovers as a as a descriptor. Uh, I don't have any conditions uh, and I don't have any harm currently, so I'm going to take plus one forward to my next move. Nice. Uh, and yeah, and so then we will resolve your uh, time for mayhem move. Uh, you get to pick two options from the list. Uh, I would suggest that you use put them where you want them uh, because yeah. narratively that's what you're doing. And yeah. you will also take plus one forward against that target. <laughs> um, all right, Actually, so yeah, I believe we'll... that everyone takes plus one forward against that target. So um, I won't use it up on the Banshees attacking because I don't roll for them. Uh, but if if Alex decides to attack them, then uh, he'll get the plus one. If you decide to attack them, you'll get the plus one. Um, oh, yes. First person to attack them and have to roll will get the plus one. All right. And what was uh, the so, other option you were going to take? So since I'm just trying to distract them so that the uh, Blazing Banshees can do the real harm, uh, I'm going to avoid taking uh, damage from the enemy. Yeah, you're just too fast, too nimble. The Eyebright is a precision machine. Uh, they, they, yeah, they like turn their big mech rifle and they're like and they're like pulling it in single shot trying to hit you and then you see them like flick the fire control switch on the side of their mech gun and start like unloading full auto and that's when you see that jeep drift around and like three of the banshees on the back are just firing each fire off a volley from their fucking slime gun blunderbusses and you see (laughs) these bright orange globules stick to this like uh, uh, Oscario mech, and then they like dr- like slam the car forwards, shoot between the legs of this mech, and it just fucking explodes behind them. So uh, is it destroyed, or are there any? Is it? I is think it still- that one's destroyed because it's it's basically a cannon fodder mech. So like narratively, gotcha. it doesn't take a lot of harm to kill them. Okay, but there's there's another one that's still walking around. Yeah, there's a fuck. Yeah, there's there is ample mechs for you all to make a, a good gotcha. first impression. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, uh, Reg- uh, not Regan Exeter uh, is going to run up uh, and shotgun one of them. Yeah, so you just fucking body slam into one of them. Yeah, oh no! You're, like, you you run close and you're firing as you get close to them. Yeah, so I, I run close with the shield up to to defend myself, mm-hmm. and I think I was thinking about it, the shield has a little cutout in the side, yeah. so I could like knock the shotgun into it. Yeah, uh, so I can like fire forward and still block myself. Yeah, uh, I think narratively, so. uh, actually, you roll your roll your time for mayhem. Um, the other mech is destroyed, so uh, and oh. you do still have. You have your plus one forward for first attack with this with your weapons. So, oh, is that what that's for? I thought that was plus one damage. No, it's plus one forward. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I'm so gonna so. go down and make sure the wording on that is correct. Well, that does It's still a uh, still a five. So. Oh dang. Well, I'm gonna say I'm that because you have your shield, you don't take damage. Okay. Um, because you did describe that you 
put it up in front of you. And so narratively, I think that that makes sense. Uh, but what I am going to give you is a condition because uh, they have a beam rifle, and while they don't do any damage to you, they do manage to accident. Uh, they do manage to shoot you right in your uh, main senses. Oh, uh, and you are going. Those. You are going to take the condition blinded to your mech. You can't see shit. All right. Let me mech conditions. Uh, how many of those can we take again? You can take four mech conditions. Uh, and, and four, four pilot, pilot conditions. conditions. Four pilot conditions. And when your conditions uh, would... When you have to take a con- another condition but cannot erase an existing... Con- replace the an existing condition with the new one and take one harm. Because right. like your system has deteriorated so bad that it's broken. Alright, so I guess... Uh, in your in your cockpit, uh, an alarm starts sounding, and and Reagan says, uh, "Alistair, the forward optical sensors have been uh, completely overloaded." Well, fix them. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to like cool down the sensors, processes, and stuff. As reboot the, as the, the screens inside the cockpit just go dark uh, with like a like a system error message just coming across. Yeah, and I believe that you see out of your mech you described previously as uh, like a VR headset. Uh, well, it's more like the, the way I was thinking is uh, very much uh, Titanfall. So like when, when the cockpit oh, closes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the like inside the whole, just yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. a screen. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine it's like it just went black and there's like a like red error text on, the ins- on, on it now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, yeah. Oh man, you're screwed. That actually gave me yeah. another idea for a for a new module. I'm not sure how useful it would be, but like a like an image stay module where it's like uh, when your mech is blinded or has its senses completely disabled, uh, you can your mech will project to the last image that you saw before it got blinded as your view screen. Mm. <laughs> it's like okay, well the buildings are over there and that mech was there, so how far did he move? <laughs> Uh, blind sight. Even when you're blinded, your mech. Maybe it could be like like a radar thing. So yeah. if for know. whatever it's, reason it's, you can't see, you it's can an use, idea like, for a module. But I'm not sure how much I want to make modules that overcome specific conditions. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That might be a bit annoying. Um, so, um, although I guess it could work with uh, work against the smoke launcher, which could be kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, um, Eyebright, you're up in the sky. Um, you see that. You see that the Exeter is right near an enemy mech, um, but uh, the enemy mech's kind of like dancing around it, and the uh, the Exeter doesn't. You're not quite sure why the Exeter hasn't just put it down. Yeah, um, I I uh, I call over to Alistair Exeter. What is your status? Um, you are you disabled? I'm blind. They shot me right in the optical sensors. Hang on, I'm coming, um, and I I bring the. Uh, I bring the eyebright down um, and and charge at this thing and draw my uh, laser glaive and I'm gonna slice it in half. All right, time for mayhem. Let's see how this goes. I'm gonna use that plus one forward, and I've got one violence again now. So yeah, <laughs> snake eyes. <laughs> well. <laughs> You swing in, and this thing just manages to miss you, and then it fires its beam rifle, uh, and you take... Um, how much is the standard mech gun um, damage? How much is the mech SMG's damage? 
Uh, two harm. Far two harm. area kinetic. kinetic. You take two harm. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think we see. Uh, I think we see uh, the banshee. One of the banshee's jeeps like driving past, and one of them like leaps off with their sword drawn. <laughs> and you see, just as they get close. Uh, it starts to like glow red hot, and it just slices uh, into the one of the leg armors of this uh, of this mech, and that mech like goes to kick out its leg, but the banshee's already run past. Um, and then you see that jeep like circling around this little conflagration that you have, and more of the banshees like jumping off, swords drawn as they charge at this mech. Um, and then you probably hear, um, one of them, uh, one of the, one of the women shout out, Blazing Banshees! Is it hot enough for you? And then a bunch of them shout back, Hell no! And then you see, like, them, like, just slashing at this mech. Uh, they have put it where they want it, uh, as this mech is, like, on the back foot and trying to work out how to fight infantry. Uh, as that it can't get its beam rifle down on it. It's trying to work out how to stamp on them, but they keep roll like combat rolling and dancing past it. Um, so, uh, what happens now? Um, well, Eyebright can still see this thing, and it's still up. So uh, I'm I'm gonna take another swing at it while while it's distracted um, by the infantry. Yeah, and you've got that plus one forward because they've put it where they want it. Yep. All right. Let's hope that uh, plus plus one does me a little bit better than it, it did last time. Yep. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a twelve. Much better. <laughs> nice. We're getting very big extremes today. Yeah. Um. So. Um. That is. Uh, I believe that on take mayhem. It's a pick two, uh, and you take okay. synergy. All right. Um, so yeah, you take plus up. one synergy. So your synergy's back at one. Um, I'm gonna say uh, that I deal harm to the mech uh, and I avoid taking any damage from the enemy. So it's it's too distracted uh, trying to strafe the um, the banshees with its beam weapon, um, and I get off a really good shot at. Um, it's uh, it's major systems. It's torso. Yeah, sure. Uh, and um, how much harm does your weapon do? Uh, the laser glaive does uh, two harm. Uh, it's uh, quick and it's an area weapon. Uh, yeah, so that means that you could because it's like a big pole arm. You can like sweep a whole area and strike a bunch of enemies. Okay, so it's that like doesn't it. matter. So it's just two harm. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, so you jam that in, and you see the... Um, are you dealing harm to the mech or the pilot? Um, I'm dealing harm to the mech. Cool. So you jam it in, and you, like, see it, like, start to glow. Uh, and it, like, sort of drops its rifle, and you see it, like, reach back behind it and pull out, like, a mech combat knife. As it's, like... And then it, like, leaps back. Uh, and then you, uh, you can... You can, uh... You get the impression that it's like trying to talk at you, but it doesn't have an, uh, a laser com. Uh, and, uh, and then it like charges forward at you. Um, what is the blinded Exeter doing? 
Uh, ooh, is there a way I can be unblind? Um, not really. It's a condition. You have the condition until you clear it. Well, that's what I'm saying. How do I? How would I clear the condition? Um, ways to clear conditions are mostly side effects of activating other moves. Although, uh, see, I know the, the Kulainen might be able to clear it because they have the repair kit. Um, okay. um, uh, there is. Uh, there is something where you can clear a condition. Um, it's not an active... It's not a... It's a hard to clear conditions in the middle of battle, because it's like yeah. things that have... Uh, okay, so I'm going to... Uh, Alistair says to Regan, turn off the outside mics, uh, and he's going to try to use the, the stomping footfalls of the mechs to find one to shoot. <laughs> sure. Um, so, uh, I think... Hmm... I think that might be a... I don't think that that's a role. I just think that you're trying to hear mechs by sound. Um, uh, maybe... Uh, where was it? There was one... Um, where your mech helps you? Yeah, no. Um, where you work together. Uh, I've got you? Yeah, I've got you. When the pilot and AI help each other to escape danger. Yeah, I guess. Roll synergy. All right. Oh, that's a six. Uh, yeah, you're like you're sweeping around. What's well, um, a great plan? I think you sweep around and you you're aiming the shotgun at uh, Kulainen as they charge forward. You don't know that you're aiming it at Kulainen, um, because you can you like hang on, <laughs> loud uh, footfalls. Yeah. yeah, of a mech charging towards you, and I think the Eyebright sees this and Kulainen uh, sees this. Um, what happens? Uh, I mean, if you don't tell me, I'm gonna shoot him. Uh, Exeter, Exeter, hold your fire! What? God damn it. (sighs) And then I think over the comms collated says, Oh, that was a close one! And then they, like, grab you, and they're like, Alright, alright, alright! Ibrat, you need to take out that machine! Um, and I think we see, like, them, like, their mech, like, opening up, uh, panels, uh, on its, on its armor and pulling out, like, uh, little tools. Uh, it's like, Regan, I need you to feed me the data on your damage. Yeah. Uh, uploading now. Uh, and it, the voice you're hearing, it sounds like Liam's voice, except like older and more like terse. And you realize that you're talking to Liam's mech, which uh, identifies itself as Cortez Senior. Yeah, I was going to say his father. <laughs> That's weird, but okay. That's, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, so in that case, um, Eyebright is going to um, uh, go in for the charge again with the with the pole arm and uh, try to try to knock this thing off its feet uh, so that the um, banshees can get another shot at it. Nice. All right. Maximum effort. I mean, not maximum effort. Time for mayhem. Time for mayhem. Okay, that is a seven. Nice. Pick one. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that I put uh, put them where I want them. Um, so, uh, you trip them? Eyebright, uh, yeah, Eyebright charges forward um, and uh, knocks into them with the, with the uh, pole arm, knocking them off their feet, uh, opening them up for a, for a thermite attack. Nice. Um, and I think as you knock them over, they manage to jam their knife, uh, into, 
uh, your hip as they go down and they rip the knife back out. Uh, you will take one harm. Okay. And you will also be taking... Um, mm, actually, no, you don't take any harm. You take okay. a condition. You take the condition hobbled. Ooh. Uh, so I think that that's going to affect when you try to maneuver on the ground. I was, I was going to like, yeah, you take harm and you take a condition. I'm like, no, you don't. That's way too powerful. That's mean. Just a regular knife. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so I, I uh, wince in pain as uh, as I as I feel this injury. Um, uh, Zeph, uh, what, what's the status on our on our hips? Oh, it's it's not looking good. I've I've rerouted what I can, but it's going to be slow gloaming on the ground. All right. Uh, let me know if I'm running low on fuel. I'm going to lean heavy on the jets. Okay, we'll do. Uh, brilliant. And I think. Um, with that, uh, we're going to have a look at the, uh, repair module, which is what, uh, uh, repair kit rather, which is what Kulain, Kulain is using a repair kit. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it says clear one harm. I'm going to clear one. I'm going to add that, make that be clear one harm or, or condition. I will add that to the other one. Uh, except you can't clear. I don't think you can use the medical cl- kit to clear a condition from the pilot because the conditions on the pilot are all psychological. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to add it to that. But uh, yeah, so they use their repair kit to clear a condition from you, uh, Eyebright. Uh, not Eyebright. Uh, Exeter. Exeter. Oh, so uh, the the screen uh, blinks back into life, uh, and Alistair can see again. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Colleen. Not a problem. Now, let's fuck some shit up. We were just doing our duty. I think as you say, let's fuck some shit up, we hear the, uh, we hear the, um, the banshees, uh, screaming, "Ah!" as they hold their burning swords aloft, uh, and they've pulled this mech pilot out. Uh, and they look to you, Alistair, and they say, Are we taking prisoners today? Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh. Does, does Tess's uh, battle plan allow for the taking of prisoners, or does it assume a quick assault? Um, I think maybe Tessa didn't think of that. I think that is a reasonable answer to that question. All right, uh, so Alistair says, Yeah, take them alive if you can. Nice. So they, they are, you see them like putting zip ties on him and chucking him in the back of one of the jeeps. And then one of them walks up to the uh, eyebright and says, sorry about the hip. Uh, uh, and then, yeah. Uh, I say, uh, don't worry. Uh, we're, we're still on our feet. Uh, let's, let's keep going. Um, before they, before they scramble that, uh, experimental mech. And almost <laughs> right on cue, we see a huge like explosion of um of purple beam light shoot out of uh shoot out of uh the the wall um of the of the munition storage. It doesn't hit anyone, but it like burns a bunch of the trees behind. It's definitely a beam weapon, and we see this huge like angular mech walk forward uh, and you see that it has um 
it has it's like kind of a purplish blue color it's got uh like white dazzle pattern streaks on it um uh, it's it's got like a mace in one hand and this large cannon in the other and it's sort of like holding sorry a hammer in one hand and it's sort of holding uh its hammer hand up under the barrel of its cannon uh like resting the cannon on its forearm as it walks forward and it's kind of got like almost a a daimyo samurai helmet thing going on with its head head shape it's more fabulous than us we have to kill it you had to say it didn't you (laughs) Uh, Reagan, Reagan says, if we don't die, you're going to have to teach her not to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think we hear over, like, loudspeaker. It says, McDuff forces, now is your last chance to retreat. You fight the experimental Geyser Burst Giga Fortress. You cannot hope to stand against my power. <sighs> I shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for mayhem. Well, I I hope I shoot him. Let me see if I can actually do something this way. See if you hit this asshole. Hey, that's a nine. Look, a nine is a hit. Pick one. Um, also, you can hit the target and not deal damage if you want to. If you want to do the save oh, yeah, yourself from being the mech is the. Well, so yeah, I have to my, pick my, to deal harm to the mech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is that if you wanted to, um, if you're worried about dying, like, don't assume that because you picked, uh, you don't take damage, that you didn't hit it. It just means you didn't penetrate its armor. Right. Uh, no, I'm gonna deal harm to the mech. <laughs> right. Exeter is in a good spot right now, and Alistair's a little pissed. Uh, so that's uh, two for my shotgun. Nice. So you deal two to its super heavy armor. Of course. Uh, and then, uh, I think, yeah, your, like, shotgun, like, smacks into its armor, and it's, like, scratches its faceplate, and it, like, looks to you and shoots you, like, its eyes seem weirdly expressive. And it's, and you hear it shout, you dare to fire upon the geyser burst? Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, And I think I'm tempted to give your pilot a condition. Okay. I'm going to give you worried, because I think it's been a while since you've had a real fight in this war. Yeah, okay. And this is a real fight. Yeah, Skyro going to mess us up real bad. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then I think we see, like, sort of streaks of light coming into the barrel of their of their weird cannon. Uh, and you hear him shout, Firing sword off geyser cannon! At least he tells us what he's doing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Kool-Aided, like, rolls out of, uh, <laughs> like, sort of does like a Power Rangers flip spin to the side uh, and scoops up uh, the assault rifle from the mech that they cut the hand off as they flip through the air. What are you guys doing? 
Um, I think we hear the banshee shout, "Scatter!" They don't even go to their jeep; they just fucking run. So, All question: right. So, the shield gives me plus one when defending. Yes, which means you say like, uh, so that can affect your "I've got you" roll. Um, when you say like, "Oh, I like raise my shield to protect myself," because uh, gotcha. that's trying to avoid danger using. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, uh, Exeter is just gonna like raise it, like duck down behind his shield, so its shield, so it's completely covered. Hopefully. Yeah, alright. You roll me a I've got you roll. And that gives me the plus one from the shield. Yes, so you'll be at okay. plus one plus your synergy. Uh, synergy. Okay. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Aha! Nice. You avoid all danger. Um, what is the eyebright doing before I narrate uh, everything? Um, I think that uh, eyebright is going to uh, raise its SMG, uh, keeping its distance because it is kind of uh, immobilized for for the time being, mm-hmm. um, and is is going to attempt to um, this this thing is obviously some kind of energy weapon charging up. Uh, so if I can if I can like nick the the uh, power conduits or the um, you're gonna try and sunder their weapon. Uh, yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm going for like a crash and burn when I use my knowledge oh. of mech systems. Yeah, go information for it. Warfare. All right. Yeah, let's do crash and burn. So I'm going to try to deny them that opportunity. Yeah. Um, let's see. I say on their mech, but you can actually put it on their gear as well. Okay. Um, in that case, I got a 10. Nice. Do you want to put a condition on their mech or on their weapon? Um, hmm. Um, I think I'm going to put a condition on their weapon. Um, what is I'm that condition? Say, um, uh, I'm going to say that it's shorted out. Shorted out. Yeah. So it's like charges up and then, uh, and then you fire your gun and you just managed to hit it. As you see the Exeter raise their shield and you, and you, uh, you nick their gun, it releases its charge. You can tell that it releases its charge early. It hits the Exeter's shield and just has no power as the Exeter just diffuses the what little burst remains. Um, and you can tell <laughs> that that guy is pissed. Um. Say, How dare you? And they yeah, yeah, the giga burst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pass so, the guys a cannon aside. <laughs> I uh, before before they get to do anything else, I I activate the the speaker on the uh, on the eyebright, and I say ordinary bullet attack. <laughs> <laughs> You do not understand the power of what you fight against. And then they take their hammer and they, uh, and you see them like throw their arms wide. And then you see all the armor panels on their mech open up. Does anybody think that their pilot might know what this means? Um, maybe? Sure. Then let's make our I know that machine roll. Oh, well, I'm about to not know. You might. You might. Uh, No, I got a four. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- oh it maybe means bad news is what. Maybe it means. he's shedding his heavy armor. <laughs> That's a thing that you've seen mechs do before, where they like eject all their heavy plating so that they can maneuver quickly. Okay. <laughs> so you're like, oh, brilliant! He's just we're going into melee. Uh, it's your initial uh, assumption. 
Uh, and then you see a bunch of uh, energy balls launch out of the gaps in their armor and just blanket the battlefield. And it starts to the left of you, uh, where Kulainen is, uh, and it's just and it starts to strafe across. Uh, they are using a barrage system. Oh crap! How? <laughs> uh, what do you do? As they um, saturate the fucking battlefield with energy balls. Uh, so it's it's strafing across in like a line, or uh, is it just um, like... Um, imagine, imagine like a saturation attack from like a missile destroyer or something, except the missiles are energy balls. Okay, so it's, it's just like striking in like a, cl- a cluster pattern. Yeah, and it's um, spreading across the battlefield. Oh, God. Um, in that case, uh, I, I call Zeph Jets, Jets now. Uh, and I do my best to um, keep, Shoot the, yeah, uh, keep the Eyebright from, from having an unfortunate encounter with one of these uh, energy balls. That sounds like an I got you roll. So roll me uh, 2d6 plus your synergy. All right. Rebecca at one. Um, and I got an eight. Ooh, I mean, um, now I haven't used this move yet. So, well, we have, but we haven't used this part of the mood. And I, um, tactical will tell you what you have to sacrifice to avoid danger. Uh, can Alistair, Alistair's going to, uh, jump in front of them with his shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to use your never alone. Oh, all right, sure, yeah. When you strive so, to help as... another pilot, describe what you're doing to help them. After they roll, they may re-roll one of their d6s. So, Ryan, so, you may re-roll Alist- one of your d6s. So, okay. Alistair sees, uh, you know, sees these orbs coming and sees that the Eyebright's not going to get out of the way fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, he and Regan pilot the Exeter uh, right in front of the Eyebright and, like, raise their shield up. Mm-hmm. So their bottom half is exposed, but it uh, it blocks the eyebright as they're taking off. Sure. All right. Uh, so I got a five, a two, and my plus one from synergy. So I'm going to re-roll the two. Mm-hmm. And I got a two. Dang. God damn it. Sadly, it's not enough. And you <laughs> see your your leg um, break. Your hobbled. Um, has I'm going to change your hobbled condition to crippled. You can't land. Oh, God. Which means you now have an operational timer. If you land, your mech's not going to be able to take off again. All right. Um, or move. Uh, Zephyr uh, says... As for, as for the exit, you take one harm because that's how much harm the burst system does. Okay. The, the barrage system, sorry. Uh, Zephyr um, says, uh, I've got some bad news, Tessa. I, I feel it. Uh, I can't feel the right leg anymore. Um, yeah, because uh, it you gone? don't have one. Um, or we don't have one. Exeter, uh, we have problems over here. Uh, my my right leg is out of commission. I can't land, otherwise the eyebright's going to fall over. <laughs> the Exeter's lower armor is melting, and you're like, oh yeah? Thanks yeah. for the heads up, kid! Exeter looks down at the fallen leg. Yeah, I see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh for those so playing at home, the barrage system uh, deals one harm. It has a, uh, far area multi-targeting, but it is single use. All right. Uh, so Exeter is going to uh, run forward and shoot him with a shotgun again. Nice. Or not. That's a six. So is anyone yeah. helping you? 
Uh, yeah, I think um, when when Ibright sees when when uh, Tessa sees that Alistair's going for it, um, and and that his uh, shotgun blast isn't gonna connect, um, she opens up with her SMG to kind of uh, distract uh, the Giga Fortress from taking the easy shot. Nice. Um, I forget. My shotgun has breach and messy. I don't know if that affects the damage it would do to this guy or not. Um, breach means you can shoot through Punch walls, through wall. and yeah. messy means um, that you you it can't has like a spread right, and you can't do like cold shots and things. Like you can't right. be okay. like like if they were if you were fighting in a civilian space. Uh, it'd, be bad. it'd be like, oh yeah, he, I, he's like, he's knocked against the against the skyscraper, and then I fire my shotgun into it. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. A bunch of the people in the building die, and then if my you skyscraper, and then if you have dangerous, it's like that every fucking time you do anything. Like yeah. if you have dangerous, it's like, oh the like if you've got a big huge cannon and it's got the dangerous tag, it's like, yeah, you fire your cannon and all of everybody's ears around start bleeding because it's so <laughs> powerful that you just burst everyone's eardrums. Okay. Yeah. It's a real bad day if you work on floors seven through twelve. Yeah. All right. So you're uh, helping Ryan. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm firing off with my with my SMG to kind of uh, distract. distract him while you go for the shot. Alright, so I rolled a 4 and a 1. So I'm going to re-roll my 1. Because it can only get better. Yeah. yeah, so as long as I literally roll anything Wait, else. As as I learned just before, it can stay exactly the same. Yes, well, yeah, that's But true. I rolled a 5 this time, so that brings nice. me to 10. Um, uh, the, the difference between re-rolling a 2 and re-rolling a 1 is pretty significant um, with that mechanic. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, rolling a 2 is risky. Rolling a 1 is like all, almost always going to be better. Um, there's been times where I've gotten like a 2 and a 4, and it's been like... Because uh, I've, I've borrowed this mechanic from another uh, Apocalypse Sword game. And it's like, yeah. ugh, ugh. Ah, mm, I don't know about re-rolling that too, though. It could get a one. <laughs> yeah, no, this it, it could only stay as bad as it was. It couldn't get worse. Uh, so I got a 10 now, uh, which Wait, is much better. Pick two. Uh, so I, Oh, and I get plus one synergy. And you get plus one synergy, which takes your synergy to what? Three. Nice. That means at the end of this mission, you're definitely going to become bonded. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to deal harm to the mech and the pilot. Oh, messy! It's a messy gun. Yeah, with breach, so it just punches a hole in the armor. Fucking a! So, for this, so this is so. Can I can I narrate that? Yes. Uh, they will hit you with their hammer during this if you want to roll that into your description, but it's going to be pretty okay. low harm. That actually that makes sense. So, uh, Exeter uh, runs forward, and as all of its armor is like as the uh, the launch systems are retracting and the armor is closing up. Uh, the Exeter runs up and just shield bashes them to, like, knock them off balance for a second. Mm-hmm. And then just brings the shotgun right up close to the cockpit or where they assume the cockpit would be. Uh, and just, boom, pulls the trigger. Uh, and then their hammer comes down on them. Yeah, I think the hammer comes down on your arm. And then, like, as it hits your arm, you take one harm. Because okay. its grip loosens. The hammer falls out of its grip. Uh, and you see blood and oil pour out of the cockpit. Um, and then you hear um, you hear a me- mechanical, uh, un, 
uh, unprocessed kind of machine voice uh, just sort of whispering over the speakers, don't go. Uh, you have killed this pilot. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you see the the geyser burst gigafortress sort of start to slump. And then it sort of lifts its hands and puts them to its burst, its busted cockpit. And it sort of holds it, almost like as if it was cradling a child to its chest. Um, and you just see this mech, like, slump to its knees. Um, yeah. What are you got? What are you all doing now? Are there other enemy mechs around? No, I think uh, I think the banshees uh, are probably finishing those up. All right. Um, in that case, um, Eyebright Eyebright is going to touch down and and maybe find well before before uh, I land, I'm going to find uh, what I hope is a sturdy tree uh, to to brace the Eyebright against. I mean, you could brace yourself against the building. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Just to just to um, hold hold the the mech up, um, and I I guess I will um, I will dismount. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I, I've got. Um, hmm, I, I'm I I think maybe that uh, that shot really disturbed Tessa, uh, so she's like. Maybe naively running toward the Giga Fortress with a med kit, hoping yeah, that she can it, do something. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty med kit because it's not even like the med kit equipment that your mech has. Like, uh, it's just like a shitty first aid kit that's in there for like pilots are, no, are very l- unlikely to survive <laughs> catastrophic yeah. damage to their mech. So the med kits, let's not spend too much effort on. It's like a band aid and a shot of morphine. Yes. It's probably just a fucking overdose of morphine. Yeah. And you, like, run towards it, and, yeah, the Giga Fortress seems to be almost crying? Exeter uh, reaches down, uh, uh, holst- holsters the shotgun on its back, because mm-hmm. that's the only place you can keep a shotgun holster, uh, and then reaches down and picks up the hammer and, mm-hmm. like, holds it over its shoulder and takes a step back, uh, just letting Tessa try do you want to take the uh, the Giga Hammer as a as a as a that'll do item? Uh, sh- sure. Is it a spe- is it just a hammer? Uh, it is the it has the same stats as the mace, except it has the messy tag. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll take the Giga Hammer. Yeah. So the Giga Hammer is uh, has uh, two harm. It's a hand weapon and messy. Uh, yeah, and you like you you've run to this cockpit, and then I think now that you're close, you can hear this kind of mechanical uh, crying. It kind of sounds like a um, a sliding door that won't open easily, being open and and shut, like trying to get a door to open. Um, it sounds like grinding gears uh, <laughs> being played. <laughs> At the bottom of a of a very empty cavern. Um, I guess I'm I'm gonna reach out I'm gonna reach out to the to the uh, AI on board and 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 say you know Mech, what is the status of your pilot? Uh, I've, under the conventions of uh, Omega um, Omega Prime, I'm here to render aid. Uh, that sounds like 
Are you bearing your soul or are you trying to uh, defi- divine their soul? Um, are you trying to understand them or are you trying to make yourself understood? I think I'm trying to make myself understood. Sure. Which is probably a bad tactic, but Tessa is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to roll then. Okay. Um, because there's not much you can actually affect um, right. the AI with. Uh, so you try to you're trying to reach out to this mech, and it and it says uh, my, the status the status of my pilot is KIA. Um. Tessa Tessa just kind of stops, um, and she um, kid. Quick question: uh, Can the mechs operate without a pilot, or does it have to be a, a combination of pilot and AI working together? I don't think. I think the narrative within our game so far is very much the mechs can't take combat action alone. Okay. Um, I think maybe the mechs can like maneuver themselves rudimentarily, but like they're not intended for. Um, you're meant to be the. You are pilots for a reason. They are navigators, and system okay. support. Um, and I think it 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 speaks to you. Uh, uh, under the under the Treaty of Maximilian, uh, I this unit renders itself unto you as seized property. Uh, request permission to purge AI core. Um, permission denied. I I, th- I think I think when she hears that Tessa is going to do the other move, try to div- divine their soul. Why does it say I want to kill itself? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, when you try to connect with someone different to you or know their truth, roll plus emotion. On a seven to nine, hold one. On a ten plus, hold three. Spend hold to ask questions from the following list. All right. Um, I got a six. Inscrutable machines. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's difficult because this one has clearly not been programmed to um, to express itself emotionally very well. That's mm-hmm. not been a focus of this design AI's uh, upbringing. It might even be a new AI, um, and you just hear it repeat that question: "Request permission to purge AI core." So, out of character, is that? Like, would it be standard for the you know the winners to purge the AI cores, or would the AIs be sort of taken as prisoners of war too? The AIs would be purged later, um, normally in base, because you want to try and get information out of them first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, uh, I think that I think that AIs that have existed for longer are more capable of like breaking rules and laws, just like people are. Whereas this one's mm-hmm. probably quite young, and so it doesn't know that if it wanted to, it could just purge its AI core without asking. It needs uh, the directive. Can I? Can Alistair hear this in the mech? In his mech? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. So the the booming voice uh, comes from the speakers of the Exeter. Permission denied. And then I think it slumps uh, further. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, as uh, as you're sort of. You know, picking over this place and checking, making sure there are no more units. We'll do the salvage rights move in a minute. Uh, but uh, the the commander of the Banshees comes over to you, uh, Tessa. She can see that you're kind of distraught at what has happened. She looks to the eye to the eyebright 
she sort of like takes your hand and like clasps it between hers. She says to you in a strange Scottish Spanish accent, <laughs> um, uh, you performed amazingly out there. You put together an amazing battle plan. It was executed flawlessly. Uh, and you should take solace in the fact that you got you and your AI through this. And you see them kind of like look away and then look back to you and says, that's not a task everyone can manage. I, I look at her and I, I say, well, it'll have to be enough. And then she sort of like taps her hand and says, do you want a hug? Yeah, I think I could really use one right now. And then she like takes you, she gives you a big mama hug. <laughs> like stroking your hair as you ugly cry into her shoulder. Like, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, Alistair is very much not good at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's still sitting in his exeter, uh, and he he's like feeling really awkward. So he says, uh, "Regan, we should go check out what's in that munitions depot." <laughs> and the exeter just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, so again, we'll make the savage rights roll in a minute. As you walk into the into the room, you see that they do have their munitions dump here, but they've cleared out the middle of the of this warehouse as kind of like an outfit and an outfitting hall for one neck. And you see, there's like a bunch of different gear here. Um, there's huge charging capacity capacitors for that fucking beam barrage system that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see there's a strange module sitting there under uh, that looks like it's been being tweaked and processed and getting ready to use. And, uh, and as you look at it, uh, Reagan, you see that it is a... One second. On page 10, it is a burst overdriver. On a sec. On page 10. Uh, in the middle of the page... It- Occurs to me, you can see what I highlight. So, oh, there it is. Thank you. Yep. Uh, there we go. Um, pushing past its limits and going beyond normal operational safeties when you activate burst overdriver. Shout out a dramatic activation phrase and hold three. Nice. Spin the hold. Nice. Very nice. Um, so in that case, uh, Reagan Reagan says to Alistair um, that that uh, module over there appears to be a burst overdriver. Um, it, it allows the it allows the um, the um, machinery to operate far beyond its um, its normal operational limits. Um, you know that burst overdrivers need to be specifically tuned for the machines that they go into. They're kind of like nitrous systems for cars or like superchargers and stuff like that. So if you use it wrong, you explode. If you use it wrong, it explodes, which is probably why it was not fitted onto the geyser burst gigafortress already they were probably still tuning it up and getting it ready to install guess it's a good thing that guy didn't have that to begin with yeah because that would have been really hard to mechanically represent when you when the gm doesn't <laughs> roll yep uh well we're definitely taking that home yeah, nice. All right, so you guys can both add the burst overdriver to the list of owned modules that you have. Um, 
don't have is to. Is that anything. a shared list, or do we each have... Uh, you each have it, but you, you each have a distinct list of your own. It's just that I imagine that you would share anyway. Um, and, yeah. like, once you've got the burst overdriver, like, there would be spare parts for this. So there's enough to make two here. And, we'll, and hopefully you'll have enough time to tune it up for your machines before you install it. Um, and then let's make the scavenge roll, and then we'll do the... And then we'll do the, um, we made it wrong. Uh, so, salvage rights. After a battle, ask tactical if you have enough time to run reclamation operations. You have enough time to run reclamation operations. Uh, and roll plus technical. Both uh, of us or one of us? You can each make this roll. All right. Because you may find different things. But let's go with Alex first. Don't worry, I rolled a five. I've already got this hammer. Sweet. Uh, the shiny hammer. <laughs> On a miss, pick none. Even you find once. something confronting in the wreckage. Take a pilot condition. Oh, that's what happened to me last time, too. <laughs> what was the condition you got last time? I was bereaved. bereaved. Found, uh, so now you're bereaved, worried. So and something. Uh, and um, I think you are sickened. Because as you search this base, you find round the backside of their um, of this facility on the outside, you find where they were retrofitting the Oscario Pathfinder mechs uh, to look like McDuff mechs, and you see the shredded carcasses of several McDuff mechs here. Mm. Um. Probably one or two Reese mechs as well, maybe. That way. Yeah, probably some Reese mechs. Um, but uh, you, like, you knew they were doing this. You just didn't expect to fucking like find it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's see how I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a seven. Nice. Pick one. All right. Um. Uh, so you could gain synergy. <laughs> uh, you could take a weapon tag from the enemy. Yeah, I'm um, looking. Um, I or think you gain a new mech module. I think I'm going to get a new mech module. Sure. So the Geyser Burst Giga Fortress had super heavy armor, expulsion burst, which we didn't get to see, beam deflecting paint, which we didn't get to see because you didn't get to attack it. Um, barrage system, and it had transform, which it didn't get to use. Oh. I gotta say, that barrage system would be pretty baller if you're up in the air. Yeah. yeah it'd be very far from, uh, from yeah, Overwatch. just unleash, like, a bombing run. I think, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the barrage system. Sure. And are you gonna take beam or kinetic on your barrage system? Um, I'll go with kinetic. Actually, I don't even think it needs to specify. Yeah, it doesn't need to specify. Okay. Yeah, cool. So you may add barrage system to your list of owned modules. Um, cool. Uh, uh, Ibright's like, look at this. I got this sick system. It lets me fly up in the air and launch a whole bunch of missiles down at the ground and just destroy everything. And Exeter goes, I, I got a hammer. <laughs> this war is hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. So now we will make the we made it move. Uh, so after a battle, you and your AI debrief, run repairs, and heal up. Roll plus synergy. Who wants to go first? This All is right, uh, more of a role-playing opportunity than anything. 
Did you say Ryan go first? Yeah, Ryan um, you can go first. Sure. Cool. So um, you and the Eyebright are looking at your, you know, or rather you and uh, Zephyr are looking over the Eyebright's systems and stuff and <laughs> being like, fuck, how we. It's a good thing we managed to take this base because uh, I've got no leg on my back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I come back and uh, I, I say, um, uh, Zeph, how are the rest of the systems looking? Uh, I mean, other than the obvious. Uh, fuel's a little low, but other than other than the you know, the leg, we're pretty good. Um, the old girl kept I, us afloat. I see, just I long see it over there, and she points with the mech to where your your blasted blasted off leg is lying in the dirt. <sighs> I'll I'll go see if we can salvage it. Sure. All right. Make me the roll because then we need to see who's going to share. Um, I got a nine. Nice. Pick one. Um, pilot removes the harm, mech removes the harm, clear a condition. Um, I think I'm going to clear the condition. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, it was a, it was a clean sever. Sure. So, with a little bit of retrofitting, we can, we can pop Eyebright's leg back on. Yeah, it's still busted up, but it'll be reattached. Uh, and so, uh, who is going to share, the pilot or the mech's AI? I don't know, Zeph, you got anything you want to... Uh, you pick. It's your it's your scene. All right. Um, I feel like we've we've seen a lot of things from from Tessa's perspective. I think maybe it'd be interesting to flesh Zephyr out a little bit, see what okay. what they thought about that. Uh, and it might be worth going over the AI's um, agendas again. Um, it's on page. Starts on page one at the bottom of page one. Um, there, there's some stuff in there that might um, be useful as prompts. Um, I'll help your pilot reach their goals. Um, so, uh, as you, I guess, you know, as you climb back into the Eyebright, um, Zephyr says, oh, actually, no, you don't have to be, I forget, you, you have a fancy one. Um, so Zephyr says in your brain, uh, you know, that, that was, that was an amazing plan, Tessa. You, you did a really good job. I, I failed to consider the, the human element, I guess. Well, it's the, the um. I, I guess it's it's like Alistair said. You know, things are going to go wrong, but you know, we we adapted, and you know, you you acted amazing. I'm I'm really impressed. I, uh, that means a lot coming from you, Zeph. But when things go wrong in combat, people die, and I guess that's uh, something I'm just going to have to get used to. Well, I mean, when things go right, don't people die too? I mean, you you managed to keep everyone on our team alive. That's that's amazing. I mean, one of one of the Valkyries got, I think, broke her leg. But Banshees. That was the worst. Banshees. Yeah, sorry. Uh, one of one of the Banshees broke her leg, but that was the worst injury on our side. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. It just killing, disabling someone in a mech in a sim, and disabling a pilot in real life. It, I, I just can't. He, Alistair well, did what he what he thought was necessary, and if he hadn't, who knows what might have happened with that gigafucker. <laughs> gigafucker, that's good. Well, <sighs> I I still think you did the right thing. I think it might be appropriate for us to give Tessa a pilot condition. Okay. It sounds to me like you're role playing a bit of self doubt. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, a little, a little. So I think it might be appropriate for us to put that condition on there. All right. 
Do you feel that that's appropriate? I I do. Um, I I think that uh, Tessa really thought that she had this whole thing figured out, and from a technical <laughs> standpoint, she did because you know they inserted everything went according to plan. Um, but you know the the bit with the prisoner, you know, like what do we do with this enemy combatant who's been disabled? Yeah, uh, well, and we then... and then and then taking out the enemy pilot the way that. Um, the way that Alistair did, I, I feel like it's something that, like, maybe you're trained not to do, but in the field you can't help but do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are all sorts of uh, rules about the humane treatment of, of enemy mech pilots. Because, uh, you know, basically if, you're, if your uh, mech is disabled, you're trapped in a tin can and, and perfectly helpless. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes sense. Cool. Uh, Take plus one synergy. All right. Uh, and you already cleared your other can. You cleared the mech condition, so yeah. So um, the uh, eyebright is no longer hobbled. Yeah, nice. Um, let's go over and make the we made it roll for Alistair. All right. That's uh, an eight. Nice. So I'm going to clear a condition because uh, I've got three pilot conditions. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna clear worried because uh, we won that fight. Um, yeah, that's fair. And maybe you know, Al- Alistair n- think you know knows he's still got it. Yeah. So, All right. And then so who's gonna share in your scene, Regan or Alistair? Um, you know what? what let's make uh, let's make this a uh, AI day. AI thing, yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. Reagan. Um, excuse my squeaky chair. Alistair. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a, a bit of a confession to make. Um, during during that um, during that fight back there, when when our senses were overloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I. Well, I, I was having, I was having trouble uh, focusing on the diagnostics, not being able to to see. It was, I, I mean, I, I know I don't have senses in the traditional human sense, but it was disconcerting. I, you, you, you stayed so calm though. You, you, you kept your head, and how, how did you manage that? Uh, well, um. I know, I know we've been together for a while, but uh, I guess it's just a lot of training. You know, like, I think, I think the, the main difference between, between us is, uh, is fear. Like, uh, humans grow up their whole lives uh, being afraid, you know, of, of all different things. But uh, pain's always the worst one, but... You can if you can stop being afraid of that and just try to keep calm, then everything else falls into place. But I mean, when we get shot, I know you don't feel it. I don't feel it. But um, when I get shot, oh, <laughs> I feel it, and uh, I, I go out of my way to avoid that. But sometimes you can't, and if you panic, then you're just going to get shot more. So don't panic. I'm sorry. That's I know, I know. It could be terrifying to just lose a sense like that. There, there was a time uh, before before we met, uh, before I was a mech pilot. I was a grunt, and 
the enemy threw a grenade went off like 10 feet away from me and I couldn't hear anything for a week. So I, I know what that's like. It's it's bad. I'm sorry. I, uh, I I don't know that I've ever felt that before. I I'll I'll try to manage it more in the future. I, I I'm sorry. I I apologize no, if that affected our. It's, it's all right. Just remember that feeling, and then remember that you're in control of your feelings, and you don't have to let that control you. Take a second and acknowledge it, and then tell your fear to fuck off because you're stronger than that. Regan, Regan, there's like a pause, and then and then Regan says, "Fuck off, fear. I'm stronger than that." There you go. You got it. But maybe in in your in your head next time, because if you start telling me you're afraid when we're in the middle of combat, that's that's gonna throw my whole thing off, and then we don't we don't want that. So internal monologue for that one. Internal monologue, right? Yeah, I've I've been working on that one. It's it. I know it's been good. Uh, <laughs> So, but just that, note that one is internal monologue. Right. It's been flagged. Good. Now, the kid did good, though. She did. It, it looks like she's having some feelings it's, she's finding difficult to control as well. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mean to kill that guy. I, I thought his armor was better than that, honestly. Well, she is uh, fresh out of training. Uh, you, know, you know what their stance is in... Uh, in basic about those kinds of things. Yeah. She's a good one, though. She'll make it. She got us through it. She did. She got everyone through it. Cool. Uh, so, take plus one synergy. Yes, which puts me at four, so then I do the we're bonded thing. So we clear to zero, and then we do we're bonded. All right. Uh, so... Uh, reaffirm your commitment to pick two. Redefine your relationship, interchange your demeanor, remove a condition. Um, I'm going to remove another condition. Nice. Because uh, <laughs> it's going to be bad. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna get rid of bereaved. Because mm-hmm. um, I think for Alistair, it wasn't so much that he was mourning Doug, but he was mourning the possibility that that would be Tessa. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Uh, and and now, now you're sickened by the enemy's cruelty, so... Yeah, sickened by the enemy's cruelties, but I know that she can hold her own. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so he's not... I mean, obviously, it's always, you know, an ongoing fear, but yeah. not as much. Yeah, um, it is not and, okay. a... It is not forefront in your mind. Right, exactly. Uh, and I am going to take a plus one to one of my skills. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I should go harder into violence... Or try to be good at something else. I mean, uh, you do use violence a lot, so it would not be a waste to go harder into violence. No, it wouldn't. But I might use other things. Ah, fuck it, yeah. I'll do plus, so I'm at plus two violence. Cool. Uh, and so you have to reaffirm your commitment to each other. So as, as you finish up the, your conversation about, um, about you know, uh, loss of perceptions and then, and then fear and, and then also, like, your mild concerns about Tessa... Um, you realize that your strength, your strength, the strength of your relationship with Reagan has, uh, has increased uh, for having had this conversation for ha- and having discussed your emotion uh, and how you feel. Uh, so how do you, how do you, um, how do you express that awareness, both of you, of the strength of your relationship to one another? What do you do to reaffirm your commitment to one another? 
It doesn't have to be a big gesture either. I got you this hammer. <laughs> um, we're uh, so Alice. Uh, you know, as we're, I guess, cause we teleported here, but we have to like walk back essentially, or wait for pickup. Yeah, wait for pickup. So as as we're just sort of like you know walking around, securing the area, making sure we don't get attacked while we're waiting for pickup and everything. Uh, Alistair says to uh, Regan, "We're, uh, I think we're going to make it out of here, honey." I think we are too. Nice. That's enough. Yeah. Cool. I think that's the end of session then. Uh, everybody's everybody's uh, made it, and everybody's salvage rights. So. Oh, and j- just to clarify, that wasn't like a demeaning honey. That was like I think we all got that. That was uh, yeah. I think that term was of clear. affection. Yeah, because you're, okay. we're uh, we're an old married couple. And, yeah. Okay. I yeah. just wanted to make sure. If this freaking mini campaign doesn't end with Alistair proposing to Reagan, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> hey, what makes you think we're not already married? Just the way you you act. Yeah. I feel like you've been in a like ten year engagement period. <laughs> it's been a will they won't they for ten years. Yeah. Mm. You, uh, we, we, we say we're gonna get married after after your last tour, and you just keep signing up for them. So just keep signing up for more tours. That's, wow, that's real commitment issues. That's one way. That's one way to put it off. <laughs> oh, uh, cool. All right. Well, that was. I think that was a good session. We got to try out some yeah. new mechanics, which was nice. Yeah. We got to see how deadly combat can be. Very. Oh, we, that was, uh, we realized that, was that it's give condition or give harm as punishment. Never both. <laughs> yeah, that could that could really screw you up if you took both. Yeah. Um, I I really do love the way that combat plays though. That was that was very cinematic, and I I felt like yeah, uh, yeah um, the uh, it, you it, got to it, like three harm, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So uh, Eyebright was pretty pretty messed up in that fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think my I think the harm clocks are working as intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it it didn't it didn't go on too long. It didn't drag. Uh, the the excitement level was up all the time. Um, and you know it, it it all had real emotional weight to it. Like I I choked up a little bit when that pilot died. I'm not gonna lie. That's uh, <laughs> that was heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm glad that that had the emotional effect that I had hoped. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, sure. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you both for coming on and playing this with me. And I think we'll probably have one or two more sessions before we round up. We'll we'll talk about that uh, in private, though, afterwards. Uh, Did you want to give out any shout-outs? Be sure you can check out our podcast at ragnardrock.com. We don't run this game because it's raised and it doesn't like exist outside of a Google Doc Red, but hopefully it will, and I would definitely run it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely play it. Powered by Apocalypse stuff. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I was just thinking um, earlier that I should make like a, a I should make a move called Rock'em Sock'em Robots that is for engaging in a duel because oh. I feel like a duel needs to have very different combat parameters to like because if you were just you, if you were just throwing time for mayhem at each other it would get really boring yeah um so i'm like a, thinking like one-on-one yeah yeah i think i'm gonna write a dual move that'll be kind of inspired by the um the 
the dream combat or the hedge duel moves from Changeling a bit in that the combat plays very differently. Uh, mm. But anyway, um, yeah. definitely cool. check out uh, their Apocalypse Sword stuff. I'm pretty sure you guys have a have a you have some Dungeon World campaigns. You have yep. got two Dungeon World campaigns. We've got a few got sprawl one shots. An Apocalypse Sword game, I think. Yeah, yep. we've got uh, a really good upcom- upcoming uh, session of the Sprawl where we all play uh, Once Cats. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, and you've also got a... Uh, you also did a game of the Warren, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Warren is a very influential game uh, on my design process. Uh, not a lot of that shows through on this game, but um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely possibly my f- favourite um Powered by the Apocalypse game in terms of design. Um, it messes with the Apocalypse World formula in ways that are really interesting. Like the fact that it doesn't have playbooks! Right. Which, my game, doesn't have playbooks either. Um, so, thank you all for uh, listening to this. And you can check out our Patreon and Ragnarok's Patreon um, over on Patreon. Uh, and if you like this episode, please leave a comment below and let us know what you thought. Uh, other than that, though... Farewell from the past, I'm Ray.